Hey everyone, my name is Caleb. And I'm Ben, and you are listening to Tribal Talk, a survivor podcast. things that really um pops out to me is uh the relationship between adam and benjury bergen and i know we're going to talk about this because we love to talk about it but i just want to preface uh with this listener dear listener if you find yourself at any point really hungry and emotional and ticked off whatever you do stop what you're doing go buy a bar of chocolate Eat that bar of chocolate, okay? Use use this episode of Survivor as, as an example of what not to do when you're hungry and you're tired, you're having a bad day, and you think that something that someone has stuck in front of you is an immunity idol and you can play it. If you feel all those feelings, right, that we can all relate to in our day-to-day lives, whatever you do, don't do what Adam did. <laughs> Goodness sakes, man. Huh. Where do we start, Caleb? We, you know, let me just say this. This is the first time. Historical point for Tribal Talk. Maybe Survivor didn't have a historical moment when they could have. But Tribal Talk, your Survivor podcast, is having a historical moment. Caleb and I are recording on the very night that episode nine premiered. This is the first time we're talking about it. Right after we just heard it, we have not had time to overanalyze things. We've not had time to make notes. We've not had time to um, get ready with uh, our our hot takes. Yeah, more like it's coming from a place of disorganization and off the cuff thinking. But it'll be fine. It'll be fine. We'll we'll figure it out. Caleb, this is the pessimistic approach. Mine is more optimistic. No, no, I, think I think we're gonna have a lot of fun, Caleb. Let's start off on the edge of extinction. What did you think about this segment? There wasn't a whole lot here this week. It was just a, a couple little character moments and then a couple good choices that we saw. What do you think of Parvati's play to find the idol? Did anyone surprise you this week? What do you think about that? There wasn't a whole lot here. How dare you take this moment of fame from Danny and Parvati cast out on the edge of extinction. Their only purpose is to serve those still actually playing the game on Survivor Island. And all they could do is provide these players with 50-50 coin tokens that they can use. Caleb, what did you think about this idol? I think that the 50-50 coin is probably the weakest advantage that we've seen so far in this game. It is advantage galore on the main island right now. So to summarize who has advantages currently, Jeremy has a safety without power, right? He can leave tribal. He can't cast a vote, but he cannot have votes cast against him. Right. Sarah has a steal a vote advantage. Kim has the immunity idol. Sophie has an immunity idol. And then Michelle now has the 50-50 coin. By far, I think out of those advantages, the 50-50 coin is the weakest because obviously you don't you not only have to find a great time to play it but inherently it's a 50-50 shot so if you play it and it works out you look great you look yeah. like you made the right move you look savvy and like a smart survivor player like how Michelle wants to look but if she plays it and i have to believe that she will if she plays it and it comes up short then you look 
foolish. You look a little bit like Adam did tonight. And it doesn't look like you made a savvy play. It looks like it just is something that you couldn't control. I think that if anyone plays this, you're probably better off playing it for someone else because then at least it's not your name on the line. It's probably has a you know, a hedged risk, a hedged reward as well. If you play it successfully that way, I do not think it's wise to put your fate in the hands of this coin. I, I'm going to agree with you. Um, to a and degree? Yeah, to a degree, because the point at which you're playing this idol for yourself, you're already probably being voted out, right? So you've got nothing else. You might as well have a 50-50 chance of staying in the game. If you're playing it for somebody else, you're already having the luxury of feeling safe, so you don't need to play right. it on yourself. So obviously that's the better play if you can afford it. But for a player who's potentially on the outs, having this in and missing, like let's say, okay, she flips it. No, she's out of the game. You know, she's on the edge of extinction. So what does it matter if she looks foolish for a second? At least she tried, right? And I I think it's awesome because leave it to production to throw a twist into the game and to get us excited about a very, very, what will be for sure a very dramatic moment yeah. in Tribal Council of which this season has had no shortage. But I like this token. I, I think it's great. And listen, if I have four tokens on the island, I'm looking to spin it on any advantage I can get. And if it's 50-50, it's better than, that's better than nothing. Right. I do agree with her decision to purchase it, right? Because you don't get offered advantages every day. And what we've been shown in this season is that every once in a while, I guess you can find an idol because people did find a few idols that you did have to split and then get those back from the other player. So you can find one, but those are extremely rare. What's more common and still rare is that a advantage of some kind is offered to you from someone on the edge of extinction and you only have one day to make that choice. And it's a yes or no. It's not a bargain. You can't say... Yes, but I'll only give you two. It's yes, I'll take it or no, I won't. So I think, you know what? Take the hand that's offered to you, do it. So what, um, did you feel like that she set the price too high at four or do you feel like she should have set it higher? Well, the beauty of Parvati telling the rest of the group that she had found the advantage was that then I think there was a discussion. They knew how many tokens she had been given, so they knew that they could basically clean her out, and they knew that she was the richest one because Wendell had just given her an additional one, and I think Wendell and her, uh, I think that Wendell and Michelle had had a discussion about how many fire tokens that they had since they had given some back and forth. So in Parvati's position, you're looking out for number one. At that point, you're on the edge of extinction. You're trying to get food. You're trying to get advantages. List that thing as high as possible because mm -hmm. I think that the calculation there is get what you can. You can only pick one person. Go for it all. And clearly, they chose the right person. They chose the right amount because she took the deal, which, which I would like to point out since we're talking about that here. Making this decision based off of fortune cookie fortunes, not something I endorse. <laughs> that is not something that I think but is savvy. But it's so Michelle. It, it is so Michelle. It it's is so, so Michelle. Michelle. You know what? I was thinking when it happened, I was like, this 50-50 coin is a lot like Michelle. It's the perfect, the perfect idol for her to have. Because you never know with Michelle uh, what you're going to get on any given episode and one episode she's kelly from the office and she's gonna forgive this guy who doesn't care about her and no matter what he does and then the next i uh, the next the next three days she's completely reversed and she can't wait to vote him out so i i i will say this i have more respect for michelle 
um, the more this season goes on, I, I, I have more respect for her, especially after that Wendell vote out. I felt like, okay, we're, we're on course here. I don't disagree with her decision. I think it was kind of buck wild that she, she, like, she referenced this thing that, that, that players talk about. It's just survivor gods, right? That's what yeah. they say. They, it's all the time, like, survivor gods are smiling on me. Which and there what are they no... really mean is chance went my way. <laughs> That's what they what, really yeah, mean. Yeah. <laughs> what they really mean here, and this is the inside scoop, right? What they really mean is they're looking for anything any exterior force to help them make these difficult decisions so that they can say with impunity after the decision has gone haywire that hey look this was the hand i was dealt but it in my opinion it's a it's a scapegoat um you know and 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 i think that really they're they're situations that they find themselves in are direct results of their decisions during the game that's why i don't i don't feel sorry for anybody i don't feel like luck has a whole lot to do with it i think that if people are smart enough they can see these things coming and they can they can plan ahead now obviously there are engineered chances involved right like the 50 50 coin flip but when someone says that the survivor gods have given me this it's in my opinion, it's it's them finding um, no real explanation for the decisions that they're making, other than random chance or this deity over survivor that <laughs> yeah. resides over all. Okay, let's talk about what caused Michelle to have the opportunity to find this fortune, the fortune cookie. It was the reward that Sarah won in the reward challenge. I don't think we've had a reward challenge yet this season. If we have, they have been few and far between. So Sarah wins the reward challenge. And I think the biggest storyline here is that after she wins as part of a team, she chooses to give her reward to Nick because it was his birthday and he was left out of the vote. Did you think that this was a truthfully just compassionate move on her part? Or do you think this was strategy in the end of the day? That's a good question. I think Tony had it right. I think Sarah got caught up in the moment and let her emotions take over her decision making because there's no way that a strategic player in this game who's thinking strategically would make that move. She clearly feels very safe. That's for sure. She would have never done that if she I think felt a I honestly less think safe. she she lost sight of the game for a minute. I think she was thinking on a purely human level, just like Tony mentioned. I think that she was like, you know, it would be a really nice thing. It would make Nick's day slash maybe his entire survivor experience, you know, to to be given this gift. Um, and what she didn't realize is how precious this gift actually turned out to be for Nick, um, who, spoiler alert, did not go home this episode, even though all signs were kind of pointing to that. Here's what I think. I think that Tony was right. Like you said, it was a human moment in a game where Tony especially is trying to not play like a human plays. He's trying to think in a highly, highly strategic way only. And as 50% of cops are us, he has a vested interest in making sure that his counterpart also thinks and votes and performs the same exact way, right? I see where he's coming from. Sarah, in my opinion, should have never done this. It's not that what she did was wrong in any way. It's that when you single yourself out with any move in a season like this, that is an excuse for people to put your name out there. I would like to remind her of Brenda 
back in fans versus favorites too. We had mm. the same exact immunity challenge in that season. I thought of that season earlier, but this is another reason why I thought of that season. It's because Brenda chose to forego her loved one's visit and gave it to someone else to basically gain favor in the tribe overall, and they voted her out because of it. And I think they were right to do that. They realized, oh, this woman is willing to go through any amount of short-term pain that she needs to go through in order to get to the end. She's willing to even forego a visit with her loved one, which seems like the thing that most people in Survivor care about the most. Pretty much everyone except for Johnny Fairplay care about that more than anything else in the game. And she was willing to forego it Wow, she is threatening, get her gone. What Sarah did is the same thing on a much, much, much smaller scale, but it's the same thing. Don't give him an excuse. Don't single yourself out. Play behind the scenes. Don't play on the front lines. And maybe mm. that's not what she was trying to do, but that is what it looks like to other people. I agree. And I think there have been enough examples um, of, of this happening that Sarah should have really known better. And that's what makes me think that she had lost track of the game and just thought, you know, Nick would really love Chinese. And I will mention, not for nothing, her comment that she was going to feel sick afterwards. Uh, very astute. I, if I were coming off of a very long fast, I would not want Chinese food. To hey, stomach, first. you know how you've been empty for three weeks now? Would you like some sweet and sour chicken? How about some orange chicken from our boys at Panda Express? Would that make you feel good? I have, I have enough life experience with similar situations to know that that is the the biological equivalent of tossing a grenade <laughs> down your mouth into your stomach and just hoping for the best and never works out well. So I don't know that that did not play any factor. I mean, I, if that's really the actual reason why I don't understand Sarah, because there has never been a day where I've been like Chinese food sounds bad. <laughs> I could know objectively also in the accurate. game of Survivor. Oh, this is going to destroy me. This is going to absolutely wreck my week. And I'd be like, I'm eating it. I'm eating it. I'm starving. Ain't it smells delicious. I have to assume that takeout can't possibly be that good because it's shipped in from somewhere or made in the tent that they have for production. But I would still eat it. The hungrier you are, the tastier it is. So and then and then I did want to also mention because Jeremy Jeremy literally said it, right? So in his um, season 29 Survivor experience, um, Sam right. Wandel, Sir, uh, Blood versus Water. Great he season. did, yes, it was a great season, um, but he did the exact same thing, right? He he gave up his food reward to John and Jacqueline only to have them um, use that as fodder to sling at Jeremy and get him voted out the very next day. Yeah. Like in, in Survivor, there's certain things that you do not do. And I I gave Sarah like a lot of credit. You know, I really feel like that she knew somewhere inside of her that this is the wrong move to make. But mm. she just she got caught up in the moment. She 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 is friends with Nick. She has an actual relationship with him and she felt like he would enjoy the Chinese food and so she gave it to him and now she finds herself with a target on her back. One final thing on that, to summarize everything we just said, I think the important thing for these players to remember is that you should never be perceived as someone who is playing 
the game hard. The moment you look like that is what you're doing, you're like Yule and you're voted out. Sarah looked like she was playing the game hard and that's why I think her name came up this week. I don't think if she had just gone along with it, eaten the Chinese food by herself, that her name would have come up or maybe it was just slightly less likely. There were multiple conversations that happened because of that decision on her part. Multiple conversations where she was a focal point and she was a target this week. We talk about a lot. We throw back to previous seasons and um, I have been watching season two of Survivor, the Australian Outback with um, our boy Colby Donaldson, mm-hmm. uh, Jerry. I, what I believe has shifted the game, right, as I'm watching this, is the fact that everybody now is thinking about final tribal. They're thinking right. about the arguments that people are going to make for themselves, that people are going to make against them, that they're going to make for themselves. And because of that, this this challenge reward is something that comes up in final tribal and and you know that if sarah makes it to the end nick is gonna say sarah thank you for giving me that that was awesome that's gonna make nick stand up from the jury and say i think sarah won this season and that's why people target those types of behaviors because everyone is thinking about final tribal about who they want to sit next to so for instance ben Driebergen playing very hard physically yeah ben Driebergen is in every single challenge yep. sometimes carrying the challenge and individual immunity he almost won this one even though it wasn't really his game it was yeah. it was balance and props to kim for pulling it out because i thought she was gonna fall i really did she was looking pretty unstable for a while I thought it was great. It almost seemed like some of the survivors were jumping off of their platforms a little close to some other survivors and causing some ripples. I, look, I'm not going <laughs> to say it was purposeful, but it kind of looked like it was just I a little I would absolutely bit. do that if I was playing. I'd be like, <laughs> whoa, whoa cannonball. I would do a nice like full body flop right in front of someone, scream out in pain, try to elicit some reactions from those still playing. You know, if I'm going to yeah. go down, okay, let me impact the game. <laughs> but you're right. Ben Driebergen is actually doing very, very well. The water in this episode looked absolutely divine. Oh, it beautiful. was like that crisp, light blue water calling for you to jump in. I think the people playing the game were like, you know, that water does look mighty fine. I might just take a little dip real quick. That's how I imagine Ben Driebergen thinks in his head. That's why I think he lost. I want to bounce back to what you were saying before. I think what Survivor is missing is a layer of danger. What I think that production should do next time, instead of putting it in clear crystal blue water, um, they need to find some hot lava. A nice thin layer of lava, burning hot uh, molten lava, would really add a layer of urgency um, to these players. If you thought that Jeremy looked um, hilarious, making all of his, his body movements while he's trying to stay five more seconds on that platform. Just imagine if he was thinking about third-degree burns all over his body um, the very moment that he falls off. I mean, that you're just going to get you're gonna get some real entertainment. It would definitely add to the stakes because we don't have enough stakes already. Another thing about this challenge is they apparently brought in the second stanza of our new Winners at War theme song. Loving it. Oh, it's great. Man. Here's my request. 
they pulled out all the stops. They gave us a theme song for this season of Survivor. I want a theme song every single season. See, the thing that I think would be challenging about making a theme song every single season is that they'd have to get rid of these ridiculous season titles because they'd have to be like, heroes versus healers versus uh, versus hustlers. This is a bad title. Millennials versus Gen X. Blood versus water would be pretty gnarly. Yeah, blood versus water, but what if it's the sequel? They're like, blood versus water, but without return players. Dun, 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 dun. And with a Edge of Extinction 2 and Redemption Island. Yeah, there's endless possibilities, but I think they should. Give us a theme song every single season now. Okay, let's move on to the actual serious part of this episode, the pre-tribal portion. I, I kind of want to discuss pre-tribal and actual tribal because so much happened in both of these. What did you think about all of this pre-tribal stuff with everyone's name being thrown out, absolute chaos at the camp? What do you think was actually happening here? I think that what happened um, was actually primarily, I know that edit you know, makes it, and I, and I will say it is partially Nick, right? It's got, it's gotta be some of the blame has to go to Nick. Nick felt ostracized. He's felt ostracized for a long time. And he really did what I think is a miniature version of what Adam did this episode, which is I, I have nothing to lose. I'm always the target. So I'm going to draw some lines here because I'm going crazy. You know, he wants to know just like Adam, where he stands and he has been left without that knowledge for so long so he's ready to burn ships he's ready to to whatever he needs to do to figure out where he stands if it means he goes to the edge of extinction he's just tired of this um nebulous this this enigma um that is the remainder of the survivors on the island right now and i don't like the move um by nick i i obviously don't like the move by adam he yeah he was his was so much worse right because he felt like he had an idol in his pocket um more appropriately that jeff had an (laughs) idol in front of him the entire season that no one else noticed look i will say this now i was like dude that's an idol that's the season 40 twist oh my gosh adam you're a genius and then he just like shook it and nothing happened. And I was like, oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> now he looks like a goober again. Oh, yikes. What a way to go out. I, I didn't feel sorry for Adam. I've never felt sorry for Adam quite like I felt sorry for him. The very moment that he lifted up on it and it didn't move. And just the look that Jeff gave him. <laughs> what, if it had, like, what if it had actually like popped out? Like it wasn't supposed to, but he like yanked on it and it did. That would have been even better because he would have had to hand it to him. And Jeff would have been like, you broke my voting podium, man. Please put this back. Please put this back, young man. This is vandalism. Kudos to production for having a very well-constructed podium, which was made just for this season. They could have just glued that guy on there. No, that thing was clearly screwed on. They had to have thought that at some point, whoever whoever put the podium together was like, man, you know, it'd be crazy if someone thought that this was an immunity idol because it looks just like an immunity idol. So I'm really going to screw this thing down. Soon. Here's what I think is going to start happening, though. I bet production from now on is going to make the immunity idols look just like something that's on the front of the podium. And from now on, people will be like, is that is is that an idol? Could it be? And one of these times, it's going to be. It's going to be an idol. One of these times, an Adam will be vindicated. You know, if it had been me, this is what I would have done. Um, I would have said, 
Before we do anything, Jeff, I really just, I feel like I need to thank you for 40 seasons of Survivor. And I make this big production out of it, right? And I would have just walked up to the podium and um, I would have just gotten real dramatic and then reached down just ever so slightly and yanked until that fleur-de-lis came off. <laughs> shake his hand. make And shake his hand and be that. like, and whisper in his ear, I'm playing this idol. Don't say anything if it's not real. And sit back. I would sit back down and everyone would be applauding clearly because my speech was so excellent. And then I haven't burned any ships. Um, and Jeff can't say anything because I asked him not to say anything unless it's real. And if it's real, it looks like the best move in all of Survivor history. Um, if not, then it's actually something that production might consider doing because it hasn't been hasn't been brought out as a thing. And you know, Jeff was like, dang, why didn't I think of that? <laughs> Yeah, it's a great idea. It really, really is. So back on Nick, I tend to agree with you. I think the idea of just drumming up all of this chaos is so silly. It lends itself to a player who's on the bottom. He's playing like he's on the bottom. And what he should have done is waited until we found out that it was either him or Adam. And then he should have done what we've been talking about for a couple episodes now, which yeah. is steer that boat. Do what you got to do to make it be Adam that week. Don't blow up the whole thing. Because you know what? For all the chaos and all of the names. By the way, there were five names thrown out this week. Nick, mm -hmm. Adam, Michelle, Tyson, and Sarah. Those are the ones that we were shown. And there were only 11 people, one of whom was immune because of the individual immunity necklace. So 50% of the people's names are thrown out. So for all Ben's, of the chaos, Ben's name was thrown out too, uh, which, so, so which caused the drama half. between Adam and Ben. Yeah, Right, right. So... You have more than half of the players being thrown out there this week. And for all that chaos, all of that mayhem, do you know whose names are on the chopping block at the end of the day? The same people who are on the chopping block at the beginning of the day. Mm -hmm. It didn't change anything. And yet he just looks like a player who doesn't have a good understanding of where his alliance members are, where people stand in the game. And he feels like he has to force people to show their hands. And he didn't really get a whole lot of new information. He needs to play like the person that we've been talking about since the beginning of the season. I feel like yep. a broken record, but he needs to yep. play a little bit more like Sophie. And she says, I'm comfortable not knowing everything. You can't know everything. You can't be in every single conversation with every single person. And you definitely don't want to be like Nick. You don't want to saunter up out of the bushes and act all nonchalant like you're not just walking in on a private conversation because you are. I think it's a foolish move. I was shocked that Tyson, my boy Tyson, was like, oh, yeah, you know, chaos is kind of a good thing because if you stir up enough chaos, people stop thinking about you. And then everyone's like, oh, let's vote out Tyson, which was like right after he started doing that. I couldn't believe all of the people willingly partaking in this for a season of winners. They are really willing to engage in this and then let it turn into nothing. I don't think any of them like this. I actually think if Nick does this again, I think he might be the one that's sent home because I don't think other players like all of this uncertainty. I think they wanted to pick a name early in, earlier in the day and then sit on it and then go to tribal. That's what most of them wanted to do. Everyone knows that this game is not that simple, right? I mean, even in the earliest seasons of Survivor, you have the easy vote off that is the shield for the blind side. I mean, it's right. it's almost, it's like 80% of the time when you hear that person's name at the beginning of the episode, you're like, okay, so they're not going home. Cool, cool, cool. You know, they, everyone expects to have to play this game with a with a level of uncertainty. However, I don't think this was the type of tribal that anyone wanted. I don't think anyone wanted this. Um, everything was very out in the open. 
um, in a way. Ironic, since, uh, you know, there was so much whispering. You know, there were three outlier votes, but this is about as as unanimous a vote as you could expect to have at the stage of a Survivor game. And we've already gave kudos and props to to Sophie, but I feel like there's another Survivor that played this very well, and that was someone who I mentioned was in trouble last episode, and that was Denise. You know what Denise did that she didn't do last episode? She kept her mouth shut, and she was not one of the players that was getting caught up in the drama. She was very calm and Um, She was left out of the reward challenge. She knew that she was on the outs, but she had the opposite reaction of Adam. Instead of being like, hey, what's going on? She was like, okay, I know what's going on. I'm on the outs and I'm not going to change anything by making a big ruckus. So I'm just going to be the opposite of what I feel like Adam is being right now. And that'll carry Mm -hmm. me through. And it did. So props to Denise for um, closing her mouth. The big mouth award... It, it's going to be shared by um, two survivors who are no strangers to this reward. <laughs> and it was for their 30 minute long dysfunctional couple. That is so much what it was. It was like a, not even necessarily <laughs> an old married couple, just a married couple that just hated each they other. They ain't going to make they, it. That married couple ain't going to make it. They were ready to be done. Yeah. They were ready to be done, done, done. Yeah. And it's and, and the, the question is, why are they even trying at this point after so many days on these islands of dysfunctionality? You know, why is Adam bringing up the fact that he's got Ben's back? Like, he clearly cannot stand talking to him and vice versa. Ben absolutely hates Adam. So why do they have this quasi alliance thing? One thing that shocked me this episode more than just about anything else was right when all those players were on the beach, it was a first discussion of the vote out after Kim had won individual immunity. And they said, okay, it's going to be Adam or Nick. And then Ben Dreebergen stuck up for Adam and said, why wouldn't it be Nick and Michelle? They were the people who were out on the outside of the vote last tribal council. Why wouldn't we just pick between them? And he stuck up for Adam. I could not believe it. Clearly, he wanted to take that back because he voted for Adam in the end. The people who did not vote for Adam were Denise, Sarah, and then, of course, Adam himself. Denise and Sarah both voted for Nick. Which mm-hmm. I don't understand why Denise and Sarah voted for Nick, other than maybe a, a safety put two votes on someone else in case Adam actually does have an idol, mm-hmm. because then his one vote against Sarah wouldn't do anything. Maybe that yeah. was the logic behind it. But clearly, the tribe all knew what was going on. I think when that conversation was happening between Adam and Ben Dreebergen, if they weren't all on the same page, they finally did get on the same page. But my theory is they already were. But all the side conversations made everyone kind of freak out and everyone had to reestablish the vote real quick. So they did. And then he was the vote. And then you had that deafening silence. Oh, can we talk about that? Okay. I'll be the first to say this. I actually really don't like Adam. I really mm-hmm. don't. Mm-hmm. He's not my my personal favorite type of player. I actually like the the big play fan of the game type of player, but he does it in such a way that just rubs me the wrong way. However, production has just painted him into the worst light that they could kind of a kind of a lost puppy that's that's how i see him wrong move after wrong move after wrong trying to put his put his torch into the wrong slot for for like 30 minutes and ben Dreebergen has to help him out i mean to to a certain point he has to he has to have some realization 
that he has just laid a miserable egg and and made a kind of a fool of himself i mean yeah the edit right but i mean that tribal what what are you gonna edit out of that tribal you know that was and that was all adam's design because he thought that he had an immunity idol I mean, I don't think it went entirely how he expected it to, you know, because he didn't think it through all the way. But clearly, he he's embarrassed himself. Um, right. I I was I was a fan of him um, during his season that he won. I thought that he deserved that win. I thought he played well. I was rooting for him. What we have seen from Adam is, you know, how sometimes Caleb people have a bad day. Adam has had. 20 something <laughs> bad days in Absolutely. a row. Yeah. I don't think that we should judge Adam's um character by the way that he's played sure. this game. And uh listen, I'm the first person to judge, right? I mean, I've been turning over leaves every episode so far. <laughs> I'm the first one to judge someone harshly, but I really don't think that I think that's why I mentioned earlier this is a hangry Adam. This is someone who's hungry who and what I think, honestly, it's his, it's his desire for a meaningful relationship on this island, of which he has had zero. Um, he has felt like he has never been on um, on a strong alliance. He made some poor moves early on that assured him of that. Ever since then, he's been playing from behind, and he does. There are some players that shine when right. they play from behind. I'm thinking of Sari Fields. I'm thinking of probably even Boston Rob or Sandra. You know, when they feel cornered um, in the past, they make great moves. Adam plays awfully, awfully when he's in front. And I really think the only reason he's made it this far is because he's that easy vote and that mask for someone else to Definitely. stab someone else in the back. And um, I hope he's not too embarrassed. I hope people don't give him too hard a time because I think he's a genuinely nice guy. I would hang out with him probably, but um, not on one of his bad days. I totally agree. It's that he tried to play a little too hard, a little too early. And I think he forgot one of the rules of Survivor, which other people have said before me, which is at the beginning, a lot of what being good at Survivor is, is at the beginning... Just lay low a little bit. Don't try to do too much too soon. A lot of people don't really start even trying to make moves until the merge because there's always about one person per season that plays too hard too early and they are an early vote out. You mm-hmm. want to be careful with what you say. You want to be careful with what you do. And I think his biggest mistake was at the beginning and it was going to Boston Robin telling him the plan. And when he went to Boston Robin and told him the plan that his alliance was going to have and he referenced it tonight, he was trying to be loyal. That's what he was saying. But that wasn't the real reason. The real reason was because he wanted Boston Rob to trust him later on and that bit him in the butt. Exactly. And it's kept on biting him in the butt ever since. It's It just hasn't stopped. And it culminated tonight in a glorious vote out. One thing that Adam has going for him, you know what, man? He won a season of Survivor. Mm-hmm. He won an entire season. So he's a good player at this game. He always will have that. The other thing is he went out in a spectacular fashion, <laughs> in a memorable fashion. There's been a million lame forgettable vote offs in this series of 40 seasons right yeah i won't forget his his no. is notable that's yes. a good thing yes. he should be proud of it i agree i think he was he was the worst thing you could be in survivor is forgettable you know what it's like it's like johnny Fairplay. do i like the guy no but do i like him more than all the people who i can't remember yes 
Yeah. He's more interesting to me. Adam, yeah. at least because of this, is interesting. And that's why I watch this show. I don't watch it to see bad players get voted out. That's just boring. I definitely agree. Um, look, they're, at the end of the day, they're they're doing this for our entertainment. I mean, they're doing it for $2 million, but they're only existing on that island. The show only exists for the entertainment of the fans and... Um, that's what we got. We got entertainment. One last thing. When yeah. he was walking up to Jeff with his torch, he said it was worth a shot. And you know what? Jeff agreed. Yep. Jeff yep. agreed. He was like, yeah, it was. It yeah. was. And Jeff very, very rarely responds with anything other than his script when he's snuffing someone's torch. And he gave Adam that note. I think, he was, was I, I think he was giving him props, too, for thinking outside of the box and and that's really something that Survivor has tried to um, try to orchestrate since its inception is, you know, what does desperation do to a person? People react differently to very difficult circumstances, and obviously we saw Adam panic, you know, socially, but we also saw him think out of the box, think creatively, and in a way that I am sure Jeff is jealous of. I am, sh- I guarantee you that at least a little bit jeff was kicking himself for not thinking of mm. hiding an idol at tribal i mean dude that is just such that would be such a great awesome twist back on the 50 50 coin like that's a cool new advantage yeah. i actually think that's more interesting than than just a straight up immunity yep. idol it's Agreed. like hey you can pocket this advantage but you're gonna have to just take a chance with it but that type of advantage something that's totally passive it relies purely on your ability to observe your surroundings and believe that that is an immunity idol. That would have been so during so cool. an incredibly stressful time. Everyone's so stressed out during travel. They got a million things running through. You're thinking about what are people whispering about? What is that person looking at? You know, you're trying to get tells from everyone else around you to see what the vote is going to be. And yet, Adam chose to look at the thing on the front of Jeff's podium. My first reaction when he brought it up, I was like, first I was like, yeah, that's probably not an idol. But then. The other thought I had was, wow, this guy is really perceptive because it kind of does look like an idol. And I'm surprised that, you know, anyone would have noticed that. And I'll tell you what, too, if one of the other survivors had thought of that, they would have tried it. Um, Caleb, we have just enough time for one more segment. And that is the time where we get to make a prediction. So I'm going to ask you for a vote out, but I'm also going to ask you to... Give us who you think um, will probably surprise us in positive ways next episode. On the vote out, if I had to make a guess, I think that this week, since we had one of the quote-unquote hyenas go, as Tony calls them, he, he thinks of this entire season as lions, a.k.a. the big threats, versus the hyenas, people like Nick and Michelle who are nipping at the heels and trying to eat the lions, right? I think that since this week we had a hyena go home in Adam, I think we're going to have a lion go. And out of the people who were in that original big guy alliance, as Sophie called it last week, I think the person that's most likely to go, he's still the person that's the most alone and has the least reason to be in this game is Tyson. And I hate to say it because he won his way back in from the edge of extinction, but I just think that at the end of the day, All of those old school players on the edge of extinction, which are now inherently the jury, 
are going to look at Tyson as someone who came from the edge of extinction, earned his way back in the game, and, and therefore is going to be a very, very big jury threat to the rest of the players. And I don't think they're going to let him get too much farther. So if I had to guess, which is what we're doing, I'm going to guess that Tyson is the next vote out. My runner-up is Nick because I think that everyone's getting annoyed with him. So they voted out Adam for a similar reason, right? But Tyson's my main pick. I think the 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 Nick pick is kind of one of those obvious picks like like Adam or in my case Denise um last episode. I was I was wrong there. She surprised us. Um I think that Sarah kind of skirted the edge a little bit with that challenge move. Um but she's got a good um alliance right now with Sophie and Tony. They're kind of separate but they're both good for her. They're both, yes. Um, they're both solid, and so I don't think it's gonna be Sarah. I don't think it's gonna be Tony because he hasn't, he hasn't, he doesn't have one of those trademark moves yet. Um, like right. like maybe Denise has. He's been um, surprisingly good um, this season. I I really, I I can't say it's anything other than a guess right now. But Jeremy has has played it pretty tight with his idol. He still has not played. I just have a feeling. I just I got feel it in my bones. Um, if he goes home with that cookie. safety without power advantage, how disappointing. Goodness. Yeah. That would be a huge shame. So on your question of who's going to surprise us next week, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing something from maybe one of the people that has been flying under the radar. I was encouraged that Kim this week was like, you know what? I mean, I get this individual immunity. She played one of the best seasons of Survivor that we've ever seen, and we haven't seen a ton of that from her this season. So yeah. I think maybe her momentum will start to speed up now that we're in the merge. She already has one individual immunity under her belt. She's in a pretty decent alliance how strong it is we can argue on it but she definitely has friends in the tribe that she's in right now i think she's someone who is going to continue doing well because i think she's right between being a lion and a hyena she's not nick she's not michelle right she's not adam but she's definitely not someone like jeremy or tony or sarah so she's kind of living in this no man's land where maybe if she allows those two sides to attack one another she can just sit in the middle vote in an advantageous way week to week and then go far. I can see her being a someone that someone would want to bring to Final Tribal because they feel like she doesn't really have any claim, you know, in this game. I think that that would be a mistake. I think yeah. that that Kim has done plenty in this game including when just this last immunity that she didn't need to win, but she did. She's 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 made a lot of moves. She's been a part of several vote outs. Besides that, if she made it to final tribal and she was like, hey, look, I was in between the lions and the hyenas, whatever they're going to be calling it at that yeah. point. Tony coined that term this episode. If she can she can convey that in a way that makes everyone think that that was her strategy, she's, she's due for some votes in yeah. final tribal. Especially if she can't communicate that that was actually a strategy that she did have and did use to her advantage. That will be the key. Thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate your time and attention. Please reach out to us at Tribal Talk Pod on all the various social networks and on our email, tribaltalkpod at gmail.com. You can reach out to us there. Other than that, stay home, stay healthy, and we will talk to you soon. Thanks, guys. Thanks.